0: I'm Pamela Portnoy, and no one's okay. Welcome back. Today, I've got something very different for you. It's not a usual episode here at No One's Okay. Today, we are doing a joint episode, a van-duel episode (laughs) Oh, that was a reach. Okay, we're doing a a joint episode with No One's Okay and Agency Classified Podcast. Today I have Claire Bucignani and Matt Mancuso with me. They are the producers of agency classified podcast. Matt is the creator and writer, and Claire is the producer and the sound designer and the editor all the things they are wonderful and I'm so grateful to be a part of that project as well and we just thought we would talk today hi guys very long intro very convoluted but thank you for bearing with
1: I don't think it was convoluted I thought I don't think so
2: at all I thought it was lovely oh good I was like (laughs) I was like, "Ooh, this is nice." I know it's so rare that Matt and I are ever introduced as anything other than us <laughs> introducing each, each other. other. <laughs> I you know I I
0: was listening a lot today, and every uh, my fa- one of my favorite things because obviously I love the story uh, behind your podcast. Like I love the the scripting, and it's so much fun. But one of my favorite parts about it is listening to you guys give each other credits at the end of each episode. It's probably <laughs> oh. it gives me so much joy. <laughs> We that
1: was that was a Claire edition for this season because last year when we were doing season one, we didn't do the credits right away. And Claire's like, I'll just do them. I was like, You got to do them. I can't, I'm not available. So then this year, we're like,
2: maybe we should trade off, <laughs> <laughs> make it easier. I find it very fun. And I especially love like our little intro where we're like having to say the name of the podcast very slowly together and it finally comes together. I it's know. Great. And you guys are like laughing the whole agents d
0: <laughs>
2: That was the best
1: possible take that we could get. That's really, honestly, probably so. It makes yes. me
0: smile every time I hear it. Oh, that's nice. Aww. All right. Tell me, you guys, I don't know if you're going to have to flip a coin right now, but you guys have to each tell me, you have to. Wow, Pamela. Tell me about your journeys. Share as much as or as little as you want. Who's going what, first?
1: What, what journey are we are we sharing? The agents' journey or our individual journeys?
0: Individual journeys, and then I will get in, and then we'll get into maybe like what inspired this journey in particular. All right, uh, Claire, do you want to go first? I was no? actually going to say, Matt, you
2: should go first because I feel like <laughs> you are you are the through line of agents declassified. So I think that would make the most sense. Who's the okay, through I'll, line? I'll go. I'll go first. All right. Um,
1: my individual journey. Well, it all started. <laughs> oh god.
2: Okay,
0: now born. wait a minute.
1: <laughs> um, so okay, I guess my I'll I'll do very very succinct because I can be long-winded. Um, so I'm an actor. Uh, I've been acting professionally. I started acting professionally when I was about 11. Um, and I've lived in many places in the country. I've lived in Philadelphia, I've lived in LA, I've lived in New York. Um, I'm back on the East Coast right now um, in New Jersey. Um, and I've had the privilege to uh, work professionally in most of the cities that I've lived in, thank you. Uh, that's how I met Claire, um, at doing one of, doing my last uh, performance in LA, it was where I met the wonderful Claire Bucignani. Um and yeah so that's kind of my journey in a nutshell i i'm also a professional ballroom dancer that's how that's my day job hell yeah Uh, (laughs) which i I like saying that to people because people get freaked out by it
0: (laughs) why how do they get freaked out by it
1: (laughs) (laughs) because they don't expect that to come out i think it's like what's your day job and i'm just like oh professional ballroom dancer and they're all like what
0: i'm like yeah it's an actual thing <laughs> of course it's an actual thing i think maybe people are i don't know correct me if i'm wrong but maybe people get sidetracked you know with that because i feel like a lot of people don't have that as their side job they kind of have that as their mm. like dream job
2: yeah, yeah.
1: well yeah. If, yeah especially if you're in the ballroom world like I- because i'm like half in the ballroom world and half not you know so I, in the ballroom world it's very much like you your whole life is competition 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 and then you're a judge and then you're teaching and you're coaching and you're tra- you travel you travel the world when you're a professional ballroom dancer that's what your job is supposed to do i didn't do that because that would have taken me away from what i wanted to be doing so but um i did travel the country when i was competing but yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's me being succinct. And you, cause you both know I could.
0: Be- that was very <laughs> concise.
1: I could talk for about uh, 20 minutes. So I'm done. Claire, well go. done.
2: <laughs> Claire, it's your turn. Wait, did you talk about getting into agency classified? No, that's next. Oh, that's okay. Next. Sorry. I was like, now wait a minute. Uh, okay. So my story in a nutshell, uh, uh, born and raised in California. I really like to throw that in there just because a proud California girl. Me um, too. Yay. Uh, yeah. I, let's see. I started acting when I was nine years old and then professionally actually getting paid when I was 12. I have lived in California, Arizona, Colorado, Tennessee, New York, LA, traveled a bit of the, of of the United States in order to do theater. Luckily been able to do theater in a lot of different places, which was awesome. And I'm going really fast. Ah! (laughs) Now I'm located back in the Bay area, which I'm really thrilled to be here. And I guess if we're talking day jobs, I have a lot. I am a freelance video editor for different companies. I uh, actually do voiceover as my job as well for either audiobooks um, and a few other companies, things like that. And then I'm also producing another podcast right now. And I sometimes work in a plant shop, and it's awesome. That's it's fantastic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's me in a nutshell.
0: Loved it. Wow. So concise, both of you. Amazing. So tell me, how did this project come about? <sighs> COVID. <laughs> um, Even uh, more concise. Just, she's not COVID. She's absolutely
2: correct. It is yeah. COVID. Cause- um, This was a COVID baby. This
1: was definitely a COVID baby. This was Claire, my COVID baby. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: um,
1: because really what it, what, what it boils down to is my love of her. I'll say that. It's my love of Claire because oh. it's true. God. This is what happened. No. You, know it's true. you know, it's true. Stop
2: it. Um, like I've never heard it explained to me like this. I'm loving this. <laughs> Tell me more about how great I am. Tell me. <laughs> yes. Let's hear it. No,
0: sorry.
1: Continue. because um, um <laughs> right. As COVID uh, shut down everything. Cause I had just gone, I had just gone on my, uh, little brother's bachelor party to nashville and i remember calling claire you were up in the bay area because uh, unfortunately claire's father was um passing away at the time mm-hmm. um and uh and we dedicated our first episode to um claire's father um but i had te- i had called her and i said hey i want to create a project for you and i to work on and originally I was like, I was like like a two-person musical, kind of like, you know, last five years-ish, where it was just gonna be Claire and I, you know, singing our faces off. Um and Which we should still
2: do at some point. We we, we will <laughs> do.
1: We will do at some point. Um and it was literally said, I had this idea. I kind of floated the idea towards her. And I said, you know, I'm going to write some stuff out. And I was like, I know you're dealing with your father right now. And obviously we're not going to deal with it right now. But like when you're ready, we, I, I wanted us to write the script together and then we were going to get someone to um, write the music and lyrics and stuff like that. And so that's kind of how it started. Then COVID hit. Um, and Claire and I were in contact um, just, you know, because we're friends and we're staying in contact and I sent her this script um, that I had written for my aunt in 2017 as a Christmas present. And um, it was about secret agents. And literally it was called, that was the original title was Secret Agents. And I sent it to Claire and I said, "Uh, I had this crazy idea of doing what I was like, uh, basically in my head was a radio show and Claire filled me in that there's such a thing called fiction podcasts back (laughs) But I I said to her, and I said, I think this script is funny. Please tell me if you think it is, because I think we can make this. And then that kind of got the ball rolling. Claire got back to me and said, I think it's great, whatever. And she's like, I want to be one of the parts. I was like, oh, you are. That wasn't clear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're doing this. Sorry to tell you, but it's already happening.
1: (laughs) I was like, you're already
2: cast. So if that wasn't clear, it's not that. Um,
1: but yeah, that was the beginning. I think I don't, am I missing anything, Claire?
2: No, I think you've described it perfectly. That was it. That yep. was literally it. And it mm-hmm. was, it was such an incredible script and fiction podcasts were something that I had been really interested in. Uh, but most of the fiction podcasts I had heard were all serious. There were elements of comedy in there, but they were all fairly serious, not uh, fiction podcasts. And so the opportunity of getting to work with Matt who I just, I just love and adore. And I'll never stop talking about how thankful I am for you and your friendship and your talent and your time. And, uh, and also yeah. getting to, to work on something that was so much fun. And so outside of what I normally get to do was just such a gift. And especially during COVID and especially after my father passing, I was incredibly depleted, as I'm sure many people, in fact, probably everybody during this whole time has been. And there was a period of time where I thought, I don't think if I'm going to have the energy to literally do anything. But once Matt sent me that script, I I thought, I have to do this. this. This would be so ridiculous if I said, no, this is a dream scenario. So let's go for it. And that's how it began. I'm so sorry about your dad. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It was definitely, it's something that obviously, I you know, as they say with grief, you don't get over it, but you grow around it. And I will say, I think I still haven't fully processed it because mm-hmm. my father passed away on March 18th and then the world shut down March 19th. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was true. I absolutely equate COVID with that loss. So it's, you know, anyway, thank you. (laughs) Let me go on the story
0: of my grief journey. But (laughs) of course, of course. And and, then, you know, I think a lot of people could relate to that. And I think it's, um, I think it's beautiful that you guys have been able to create something Mm. um, during this time. And that could, you know, bring joy to other people and and not to make any assumptions but make
2: create joy for you guys absolutely yeah (laughs) absolutely and pot I got into podcasting because of my dad so it felt very um very apropos to be working on this the first project after that happened so I that's and I was very thankful for Matt still am truly like you've been thank you Matt you've been amazing to work with and I will work with you for the rest of my life. So there we are. It, that, <laughs> it, that, that
1: is true. Uh,
0: did I'm I always want to work with Matt? I always. I, I mean, I've known him for many years because uh, we went to we studied together. But I remember we did a two person play, and I can't imagine. You know. No one's better to work with than Matt. Matt's awesome. Mm-hmm. We love this you, Matt.
2: Is not... <laughs> Let's get off. Oh, the look how I don't know if you knew this, Matt. It's the Matt appreciation turns. show. So just hold on. Get
0: ready. <laughs> I'm gonna get the new I... sign made. <laughs> uh, I do not take compliments well. <laughs> <laughs> look at him squirming I'm so in I'm to booth. embarrass you. He's like all red now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, but... uh... <laughs> Are you all right, Matt? <laughs>
2: Matt's not okay he's not okay I'm I'm not okay (laughs) I'm not
0: okay he's not okay I'm not okay so uh you what
1: I would work with Claire to the end of time oh and you too Pam
0: thank you for saying that for tacking that on at the (laughs) end right there really appreciate it (laughs) amazing so okay um I know a little bit about your project because I'm lucky enough to be a part of it myself um one thing I I noticed throughout the episodes and the progression of the show is that you guys love to um, find the important... Well, let me just rephrase because I'm not... I'm butchering it all. <laughs> you guys tackle a lot of really important social issues, a lot mm. of really meaningful mm. things, mental health, you know, what's what the things that are being highly debated in society today, things that are wrong with our society today. Could you talk a little bit more about that and ad- advocacy through art and what your, what your goals have been and how you felt doing this?
1: Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll start with that. Um, Cause I think Claire and I were, um, very much aware when we started this because you know we we, we've been in the theater world and um and have seen this firsthand and we were lucky enough i think because we were part of such a a great production in la that was a huge diverse cast um to see the benefit of all of that um so we knew jumping in like us being like you know two white creators um, that, and especially a lot of the conversations that has been happening in the arts world is that it, there needs to be representation at the top. So we were very aware of that, like, even though we created this podcast, and yes, we did, um, we need to make sure that our representation is full throughout, and that they're not token characters, they're not anything like that, they're fully realized, and that the, their ethnicity and everything is not their defining characteristic or anything like that. They're just people and their representations of people. Yeah. Um. Am I getting that right, Claire? Are we right? Yeah, there?
2: absolutely. <laughs> well, we, we both agreed very, very early on that we wanted to make a space where anyone could feel comfortable, safe and have the ability to just create and explore and have a fun time. We really wanted to make the type of work environment that uh, you know, well, I'm not articulating this well at well, all. Join the club. To make a really beautiful um, work in, workspace because that mm-hmm. was really important to us. Because um, it's it's so disheartening to to see spaces that still don't do that. And it was also really important, even in a difficult, challenging time for us to bring both levity, but then not ignore what was happening. I think that we had many conversations where We really discussed, okay, we want to tackle these certain things, but we want to do it in a way that's not preachy. And we want to do it in a way that is still entertainment because we need people to laugh right now. It's so vital. And that was something that was really important to both of us and is still unbelievably important. And I'm so excited with season two, how we've been able to expand the cast and expand the different types of stories that we are telling and exploring. And it just makes me even more excited for seasons beyond.
1: I I know like we... We try to listen to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Cause originally, like I know when Claire and I had originally mapped out like season one and I told her I said, I think we're gonna do seven because we were basing it off of some other fiction podcasts that we had done research on and looked like you know the first season was a little bit smaller so they could get some traction and especially if we, we were doing all the work ourselves, which we are on writing and directing <laughs> yes. and she's editing and sound designing. <laughs> so so we were like, okay, we need to you know, so we wanted to make it smaller, but I remember like when um, George Floyd happened and having um, members of our cast like Amber Sneed and Christopher T. Wood, um, you know, we, I called her up and I said, I think we need to have a discussion in our show. I I remember I was like, I i had, I don't even know if I called her, maybe it was an email, I don't remember. Um, And and then I came up with the, the initial premise for our episode in season one was called Back Late Me, um, which dealt with the racism that Althea um, was dealing with in our, in, in the env- environment of agents, um, of what she did when she was coming up through the company of our show, and then what she was dealing with as well, still currently. Um, and we did, that episode was written with Amber and Chris. So it was like one of those things where Amber was a part of the whole process the entire time. She would say, this is not working, this section, this is not. Uh, Wood threw in his two cents about what, you know, and he, cause he also grew up in a different time. So it was very interesting hearing Amber's discussion versus Wood's discussion. Um, so, and, but they were, they were completely involved the whole time. So we made sure that when we came out with that episode, like Amber, if it didn't have their seal of approval it wasn't getting
0: recorded hmm that's wonderful so,
1: yeah so that was a, that was big for us and then we did with, with this season we did um pay rate that was my mm-hmm. thing I, mm-hmm. I was like we have to do pay gap um because I don't get it <laughs> I tell this to like I don't get it if you're doing the same job you should be paid the same I don't care I really do not care and that's why like I know we said that Sydney gets paid more but then we explained why Sydney should be getting paid more like, mm-hmm. there's no reason. Yeah. Like, when, like, the, when we have like the white man saying, i to be getting paid, I'm like, for what? Yeah. <laughs> for what reason? Yes. Yeah. And that yeah. was again, like, if it, that didn't get Claire's seal of approval, it wasn't getting recorded.
2: <laughs> oh, you better believe it. Yes.
0: <laughs> and I think, you know, these are topics that are important to discuss, but I, I give you so much props, so many props, so much props lots of props so much props all the props props. all All of them for (laughs) um putting it into this show because the show is a comedy it's um it's action it's you know you have all these like big personalities and you're tackling like very heavy themes um Mm. with a lot of grace and, and lightness and fun and I think that that's a really interesting way to do it because it opens the door for listening and conversations. And because I think that's what we really do need is are more things that spark conversation rather mm, than mm-hmm. um, what's the word I'm looking for, Matt, rather than just, you know, Well, maybe not spark
1: conversation and understanding rather than dissension. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think uh, I'm really thrilled that you guys are doing it. It's wonderful.
2: for are our... thrilled to have you on it. <laughs> yeah. You are so, so much fun. It's been, You're so, been so fun. It's been
0: amazing. It's been really mm-hmm. fun. And so for our listeners who haven't listened to Agency Classified yet, could you give them a brief synopsis?
1: Where to start?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be too brief.
1: Um, synopsis. Synopsis. Uh, this is what I said when I when we got um, – one of our uh, actors for uh, this season, who came in to play Vaughn, um, uh, Sydney's now ex-husband. Uh, um,
0: bye bye. Um,
1: <laughs> But uh, I said to him, I said, it, "It's the it's a story of these. Uh, it's basically the story of these agents, um, living in m- living in mundane times because almost in every season they get stuck someplace. So in season one they were." in the unemployment office in season two, they were in the safe house. Um, and and basically their and then the mini episode, and we see their lives through that. We learn about their lives. And then the mini episodes are their lives outside of their jobs. Yes. So, cause we have the way we've structured our show and this is because of Claire. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I inadvertently gave not only more work to Matt, but then also myself. <laughs> <laughs> when that happens. <laughs> it does. It do- But it's so worth it because 100%. I actually find the minis sometimes to be the most intriguing little kernels of of just the little outside knowledge of what's going on. Um also like to what to Matt's point outside of the mundane. And there are so many minis that <laughs> I just I love. I love. And I don't want to say I love them more than the main episodes because the main episodes are so incredible. Like What you have written, Matt, my goodness. I don't know how you
0: keep pumping this stuff out, Matt. I really don't.
2: He just, he's a workhorse, (laughs) just a workhorse. And I'll send him notes. He's turning red again, Claire. I know. Get ready for another compliment (laughs) session. But I will send Matt notes along the lines of, okay, so there's this one line and I feel like it needs to feel a little bit more like this and I'll go off on this whole esoteric (laughs) rant. And at the very end, I'll go, but you know, make it your own. And then he does. He literally does. I will give the most random notes and he is able to not only apply them, but he gets what I'm saying, even though I don't fully understand what I'm saying. And then he's able to morph it and write something that is entirely in his voice and is absolutely—it's like the the perfect solution. So it's it is a marvel. Well,
1: to jump on the bandwagon of compliments, oh, thank you, Claire. <laughs> but I still say this, and I said this during season one. I said that in the season one wrap up, but especially in season two, since Claire and I were expanding. We expanded a lot in season two. We're gonna downsize slightly in season three, just because of where the location's gonna be. And we are tackling another, um, uh, n- uh, I guess, headline issue that happened in season, in this, during 2021. Uh, Cause I told Claire I wanted to do it. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, a, as a, cl- Without Claire's sound design, and really it's the sound design. Uh, because I don't hear the sound design until Claire sends me the final edit. <laughs> it's true. This is you know. It is yes. Claire and I, Claire and I have a really great working relationship in that you know I send her the script. Um, I, uh, she gives me her notes. I. You know, if if there are notes, sometimes there's not, and so
2: many times there's not. Many times I'm like, yeah, this is great. That's not true. Move on. Um, That is true. It absolutely is. It's
1: not true. And then I get the rough edit of the show of the episode, and she's normally spot on. I go, okay, just tighten like this, these like two spots,
2: because it really is all in the timing with the dialogue. You have to nail it, otherwise it sounds it sounds off. It's it sounds yeah. The rhythm
1: goes. Wait a second, we're missing. It's like Mm -hmm. I know because I say. Like for me, it's like Sorkin, you know, you're writing music, especially mm-hmm. with comedy. It's like, if your timing's off by a smidgen, even by a breath, because we play around a lot in our recordings. So like if someone <laughs> took too long of a breath, it's like, okay, we need to cut the breath because mm-hmm. now it's gone. So we have to cut the breath because we, we just did that with like episode eight. I was like, we have to cut this breath right here yeah, yeah, because it was like, it was taking too long and it, it, it spread it out. Um, but otherwise the sound design is really for me is what makes the episode start to sing. And I don't, I do not hear the sound design until the final episode. She sends me the final cut and with it, like all of our, our, our with our um, credits at the end and our intro in the beginning. Cause like just recently in episode eight, which was, um, agents assemble
2: oh no you're gonna tell her
1: i'm totally telling you
2: this, <laughs> no! I am.
0: this comes out I have... on tuesday so if there are spoilers that can't be oh no this heard... is this no, no. an
2: episode that already aired yeah okay
0: aired. okay i just want to make sure that everything is cool for tuesday so yeah this is yes. this is not and actually this is not actually spoiling anything
2: no um, this was this... a mistake i made thank you <laughs> this wasn't a mistake <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not a mistake um claire had this brilliant idea that was not scripted it wasn't originally scripted um, oh sorry now i know what you're about talking that. about i'm not going to talk about the, what yeah no i was like she had this brilliant <laughs> idea that was not scripted i don't know why i didn't think of it but this is again why claire is brilliant um and sydney in agent in agents assemble is trying to get everybody ready for something like she's trying to move because that's sydney is sydney barstow um and claire decided to give sydney a megaphone <laughs> it's best decision i ever amazing.
2: made amazing best was, decision i ever made <laughs> it was
1: all her sound design and to me i go well now we just took this to a whole nother level because i always question like if the comedy is gonna work you know because i we i write it i i we record it and then i hear it back and i'm always like questioning it because it sounds funny to me but then i'm like i don't know if it's gonna land um, and then I was like, well, this is definitely funny now. So, <laughs> so I'm just going to.
0: That's awesome. It was
2: funny before, though, too.
0: Just so, so you know. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. What, I, I appreciate it. What You make a lot of really amazing sound effects in post, Claire. What has been your favorite way that you've
2: made a particular sound? So I will say in season one, I did create all of the sound effects in season one. I personally crafted them. I will say in season two, I did find an amazing website, uh, Zap Splat Sounds. I will go ahead and blast them because they're amazing. And I now have an account with them as a a sound designer and producer. So I cannot take credit for those sounds. I will say, although some of them are still ones that I created from season one. Uh, but I, my absolute favorite sound that I personally have ever MacGyvered was in season one in the finale when Althea has a crossbow, and I had this mini fold-out stool that I would just clack, and then I would add on another like weird whooshing sound, and it all worked. And it literally sounds like she's firing off a crossbow. And I was very proud of that. Although I will also say in season one, one of my other, my second favorite sound, I specifically wanted uncomfortable squeaky chairs in that unemployment office. Uh uh And so I would, I took actually, man, that, that fold out stool was really my best friend. I had an exercise ball and I would kind of shove it in the stool and just kind of move it around. And and then that was the squeaky chairs in season one. So that was Mm -hmm. definitely, it was, we were all Foley in season one, pretty much. I was all Foley in season one. And it, while it was wonderful, I knew for season two, it wasn't, I would lose my mind.
0: That was not a
2: sustainable practice. It was not, no. And (laughs) that was my fault probably. (laughs) No, it's not your fault because we needed to grow. That's the thing is that what was so beautiful about season one is so different from season two because season two, the scope just completely opens up. And that's so fun. And, and, you know, you and I both learned more about podcasting in general. Mm -hmm. So we're able to apply more skills. And I had taken and joined a few sound designer groups on Facebook and editing and, and you just continue to learn. And so I then learned, I didn't have to be doing it the hard way and I could find beautifully professionally made sound effects by other people and pay a small fee to be How- able to use them. <laughs> However,
1: if the crossbow ever comes back in an episode, we're still using oh, it.
2: So. I'll still use mine. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> mine. Trademark, my crossbow,
0: Absolutely. Claire's crossbow. <laughs> Are you going to load that onto the the website since you said you I have an account? I guess I could. If <laughs> you guys ever need it's a, a crossbow, you know where to go now.
1: That's it's it. a really good sound because I remember even, like, texting or emailing her back. I'm like, how did you make
0: that sound? Sound magic, baby. Foley <laughs> magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you guys always – you guys have this very um, – it's almost as if you guys don't need to say much to each other when you're working together. Have you guys always felt that way since you guys met in the – Theater production that you worked on together. <laughs> um it's, it's almost like we don't stop talking to each other. That's really yes, the that's the problem.
1: <laughs> because I think I think well, here's the thing. That production was a production of kindred spirits.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, one hundred percent.
1: Because I don't want to say like oh, only Claire and I were kindred spirits on the. No, 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 no. That whole production was a production of kindred spirits. Because, and you can tell because I. To, I tell Claire, and Claire and I talk about this, it, that our podcast is basically a Decifest, mm-hmm. Um Because um, I try to get as many members from that cast involved as possible. So like, Claire's from that cast, I was from the cast, Chris, Chris Christopher T. Wood, T. Wood. who's our is from that cast. Kimberly Stewart, who wrote our original music, which you will hear in our um, season finale mm-hmm. um, uh, of season two. Uh, was also part of that. Ken Maurice Purnell, who played Zed this season, was from that cast. Um, so, so really, those are the only ones that we've gotten so far. Um, that There's not plans mean- for more, yes. <laughs> the, the other ones will not come. Um, so I think that's why that it works so well, was that, because Claire and I actually didn't work that much together on that production because our characters no. were never in a scene together, ever.
2: Never, never. Our characters actually could not have been more opposite This is true. The production.
1: (laughs) I did, I did. I did have an obsession with Claire because um, one of the times that I was off stage, um, her and Kim, Kimberly Stewart, were in did this song that was called Ten Petticoats. Um, And it was my favorite part of the whole show. And I got to watch it from the house because I was going to enter from the house. So I got to, for my next uh, scene. So I got to watch Claire and Kim and I would come up to her all the time. She had this one line and I would just like say to her face (laughs) and then she would then, lovingly repeat it for me. Amazing. Always.
2: Anytime, anytime. But Matt and I we always and I completely agree with you Matt. It was an entire cast of kindred spirits and I'm so thankful that we we to still work with them and talk to them to this day and but yeah, Matt and I we do I we just understand each other which is so nice. And it was something that happened pretty immediately, Mm -hmm. which is not always the case. And especially when you go into a venture of working together into a something that you both are in charge of, that's a whole different thing. You Mm -hmm. know, working together in a show is so much fun and you only have to worry about your one thing. And I was never nervous about entering this project with Matt just because I know who he is as a person. And I know who he is as a a creative and a worker. And that was always very reassuring. And it's been such an incredible process. Mm -hmm. And I think that we've really, we've really been able to just knock it out. Yeah, (laughs) You definitely have for sure. Um, What were you going
0: to say, Matt?
1: No, I'm not going to say anything. She said it perfectly. I'm, I'm, I'm
0: good. <laughs> Are you guys officially in love with podcasting?
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Why? Oh, yeah.
0: What is it about it that we, because I, I feel the same way. And sometimes I'm like, what is it about it that I'm just so in love with?
2: I, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to jump go, in. Go. I really appreciate the accessibility. I think that podcasting is one of those things that it does not take a lot I mean, obviously you would prefer to have a better mic or a better setup or whatever, but the bare bones of podcasting, it is truly accessible to most people. And I really appreciate that about it because it feels like a more level playing field, which Mm -hmm. I think is important. And, you know, you can truly create whatever you want with podcasting, but you have to be creative in the sense that it's only... Oral, Mm -hmm. it's only auditory unless you do the YouTube page as well, and then that's a whole other thing. And which is (laughs) also a fake podcaster. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not fake podcasting (laughs) though. It is. It is a progression of podcasting, which I think is also great. I mean, YouTube is also incredibly accessible. That's why we have influencers now. That's why we have whole other careers in this very digital age because it's accessible and I think that that's a beautiful thing yes I agree
1: I I, I'll jump on what Claire said at the end was that I just like the creativity that Mm. podcasts afford is that I think you can realize some things in your creative life through podcasting Mm -hmm. I I mean because I've written scripts and I've have ideas and I've given up on a lot of them ever being made because I don't know enough people and uh, all that stuff. I don't know if I ever will, you know? So it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, I'm just, you know, and I'm obviously not getting younger because human beings don't age that way. Um, So, (laughs) so it's like one of those things, but it was nice, especially with agents to kind of have an idea, talk to a partner that wanted to do it and then get it done. I think Claire and I still every day are like, we cannot believe
2: it. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) There are so many projects. There are so many projects in my brain. So many projects I have tried to do with multiple other people. And it's hard doing a play, doing, you know, a short film, doing any other type of creative medium for some reason is a little bit more difficult and not that podcasting isn't difficult, but there is, once again, I think it comes down to the accessibility thing. Is there, you are able to, if you have that idea, you can do it. You yes. really can.
0: Absolutely. And,
1: and especially during COVID times, like I think, especially with our main cast that we had, um, the five uh, five of us and including you, which was our sixth uh, series regular for series, uh, series one. Um, I know that when the five of us were on, and rehearsing, because in season one we did, because we were still doing lockdown, we rehearsed every episode before we recorded. We did not do that for season two because people started to go back to work and all this stuff. So we had to change our system a little bit, but um, it was. it was a breath of the freshest air on the mm. planet because it was artists that couldn't create, couldn't do anything, were stuck inside feeling their instruments go rusty feeling dreams die i mean yeah. <laughs> yes. right yeah, I'm yeah. Not, oh I absolutely like, i'm not it, it's you know i i don't normally sugarcoat things i mean especially <laughs> so i mean like especially if you're a student of mine oh god i can i can be really ruthless sometimes so i apologize to my students but it works um but but it was so nice And all of us felt that it was so nice to be able to dream up a project, create it and say, okay, we're going to get these people together. We're going to make it happen and rehearse the scripts, record the scripts and just be like, oh my God, we're doing something. We're actually doing something. Oh, oh, okay. And it still (laughs) gives you that same feeling. I mean, I, I still say like, there's really nothing about like, nothing like performing in front of a live audience that's a whole different type of rush or a drug um and but it was just like oh my god I get to show up and I get to play today I get to record with Claire I get to record with Amber I get to do this it's oh and it's like okay and I just think you know no matter what type of podcast you're doing whether it's fiction or whether it's um like, no one's okay. Like, I mean, to me, I still want to do like an interview podcast because mm. I have so many things that I want to do about, you know, and I've talked about them with you, Pam. I've talked about ideas with Claire, you know, and it's just the accessibility that Claire's talking about, but not just uh, the accessibility for you to do it and then have other people hear it. Absolutely. Like, really get it out there and have it being heard. Because Claire and I both said, we wanted to create... 15 minutes originally episodes were going to be like 15 minutes oh my god where did
2: that go <laughs> we're clocking <laughs> in at like 45 with the season finale if not more
1: um but there's a lot going on in the season finale yes. we, have th- we have 13 voices in the season finale
0: that's so, um, so exciting It's <laughs> so exciting
1: but we wanted to create originally like we said we want 15 minutes where people can literally on their phone pl- plug their headphones in or whatever and just laugh and I think the ability to be accessible to people on a free service and us getting to create it it was us giving you a gift was a gift to us like Mm -hmm. that I think that's a good way of saying it wouldn't you say
2: absolutely yeah yeah
0: so I have a new section on the show and I hope that you guys will enjoy this. It's called silly questions to take super seriously.
2: Oh, I love this already. Yes. <laughs> like, this, is right up, this is right up Claire's alley. I oh. am
0: so <laughs> ready. Yes. <laughs> okay. What role would you have in a heist? Oh,
1: no. <laughs> I know. I'll Ooh. say if you want to think, Claire. Yeah, you go first. I'm the getaway driver. Yeah, I'm the. I'm absolutely Why? the getaway driver.
0: Why? Because you don't want to have anything to do with the act, and you're going to be in the car already, ready to bail. No,
1: because <laughs> I'm damn good at driving.
0: <laughs> excellent, excellent. I like that answer. I am I too. Would, I might uh, want to fight you for that position, but no, I'll let you have it because there are there are other roles I would want to have. What about well, you? Well, the Claire? reason
1: the reason also is because I I don't when it comes to like you know a daredevil things like I will never jump out of a plane no one can convince me that that's safe What no one can convince me that it's flying it's not you're falling it's you're so, much a, it you're so much fun you're in a parallel line to the earth no um
0: on the show we not closing sorry not parallel we'll
1: <laughs> perpendicular you're in yeah. a perpendicular line to the to the earth if you're flying you'd be parallel so no it's not flying um but I always say that I would love to like get behind like the wheel of a NASCAR or something and just crank it and just go super super fast. Like that to me is thrilling. Than falling, falling for me, I'm like I'm falling. I'm very aware I'm falling, and I, I can't I wouldn't be able to get out of the plane. I was like I'll, I'm I'm too aware that I'm falling. So that's why I like no. I would be the getaway driver. I'd have gloves on. Yes. And I'd be like get the, get in the car, get in the car. You crazy people, we're off by five seconds shift it and go.
2: Mm. Beautiful. I love that answer. What about you? Yes. Claire? I would be, I would be the fumbler. You know how in a heist, there's always someone that has to like fall into somebody and like plant something or like the pit pocket, but it's some sort mm. of the, the fumbling, bumbling distraction. That's me. 100%. Yes. I would be the one to cause the distraction. Oh, just cause some chaos. I'd be the chaos. Yes. Amazing. That's that's a better way of putting it. I would be the one that causes the chaos. Mm. Yes.
0: I love that so much. These are great answers. I These
2: are great questions.
0: Not that you're asking, but I'm I'm going to ask myself this question. Just... <laughs> what would you what would you be in the heist pam? Oh, Matt, thank you for asking. I think I would be <laughs> um any any role that has to do with like You know what movie I was obsessed with growing up? Entrapment with Catherine Zeta Jones. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've and, never um, seen that. Sean Connery.
0: I... Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in years, but I've always been obsessed with that scene where she is like, um, Weaving the laser grid. her, weaving her way through the laser mm-hmm. grid. I've always been obsessed with that. I was like, I feel like I'm good at being like quiet, and I think it's because. Sorry, mom, if you're listening, I used to like sneak boys in to my house when I was a teenager, and I knew what parts of the wood floor would creak, and I would tell them to step at particular stealth. areas so they wouldn't. <laughs> I'm very stealthy. Anything to do with stealth, that's my job. That's sorry, too. mom. Yes, I did sneak poison. So
1: <laughs> you would be the guy. You would be the the person who would basically kind of sneak in through like the ducts and like disable the alarms. Yes, so no yes that's
0: me. Called. That's me. I'm I'm like on the um like um, the descending rope, and I'm floating over the sensor yes. floor. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, so happy I asked this question and you guys had very thorough answers. You It's
1: a great question. You get an A+ plus an and silly question. questions
0: to take seriously.
1: Yeah. It's an excellent question.
0: You um were talking a little bit about the about the season finale. Can you share a little bit about what's to come for the show no sp- like you don't have to share spoilers, but like what's your plan for the show in the future?
2: Matt, you can do. You can. Do you yeah, after you, <laughs> okay. Um,
1: I, I told Claire in season one, I had a, I had a five season plan.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, um, I know, especially for our um, five main characters, which are uh, the narrator, um, Sydney Barstow, uh, Althea Franciscan, Bradley Jones, and Vandulism. I know exactly how the last scenes will play. I was like, I already know. I told Claire, I said, this is, this is my vision for all of these characters. And Claire was like, I love that. Great, so we were on the same page.
0: Amazing. Um,
1: and uh, so we have, that means, so we just finished season two, so we have three more to do. Originally, we did change our plan for season three. Um, and by we, I mean, I did. And I asked Claire, if she liked the idea. <laughs>
2: Which now, of course, slightly the idea is blanking on me. So I don't, my brain is still so much in season two. <laughs> yeah, because Claire hasn't edited everything yet together. So she, her brain <sighs> seems to two. too. Yes. Um,
1: so originally we introduced this character in, uh, that was like a one-off line in season one uh, called Princess Frida.
2: Oh, yes. Okay. Wow, and originally
1: season three, we were bringing back, uh, we were going to have Princess Frida, who was a, um, an evil dictator. Um, cause we said, uh, what was the joke? It was like, uh, women can be, uh, I- evil, it dictators anything.
2: even evil dictators, even evil <laughs>
1: dictators. And then I think Bradley said, it's not your new slogan, <laughs> yeah. and and slogan <laughs> or something. Um, so it was cause it was a Sydney line. Um, so we were going to bring princess Frida back for, as like our big bad for season three. And then, uh, Scott Rudin happened. And, uh, all the stuff coming out about him, how he treated his assistants, how he treated everybody else, the megalomaniacal mega way he produced things, and whatever, and I, trying to stay true to what we talked about about Claire and I try, trying to stay up on what's going on, and also not trying to be preachy, but also trying to say like this should not be happening, people should not be behaving this way, or whatever. I said I think I want to tackle Scott Rudin. Um, I said, have you been following the story? She said, no, she went and you know, looked it up. And I said, I think I wanna change season three and have it be, cause I didn't have a clear season four. So then it became, I think I wanna do a season three where we have a Scott Rudin-esque evil, big bad for our season. And then the agents are have to somehow take him down. So um, season three is gonna take place in an office again. <laughs> um but an office at the company so they're going to be actually taking the guy he's he works at their company they're a secret agent company um and they have to take him down from within
2: that's exciting so. yeah it'll be really cool i think yeah. it's it's going to be a very interesting situation for the agents to be in and i'm really excited to be able to tell that side of the story and once again Uh, not preaching it, but really pushing the idea that we need to be making a lot more friendlier places to work. Mm -hmm. And there's no reason why those type of people should still be being able to get away with whatever they want. It's unacceptable and it's just not okay.
0: Nope. I agree. 100%. Couldn't have said it better myself, and I think, uh, thank you for doing that and for making that decision and incorporating that into your show. I'm excited to hear it and read it and be a part of it.
2: I was gonna say enact in it. You're gonna be in it. I'm so
0: excited.
1: <laughs> I, I'm 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 always excited to figure out how Inez is gonna work in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be honest.
0: That's awesome. I said
1: awesome. I said from the beginning. I said Inez is our Janice
0: and yes I it's so much fun honestly every time I get a script I get so excited I was like "Ooh, how's this gonna I'm how am I gonna twist this into something crazy it's it's been such a blast um I think we've arrived
2: (gasps) we've arrived
0: so we've arrived so (laughs) coin toss
2: are you okay
1: you go first this time
2: (laughs) uh I am, I'm so much better than okay. Love to see it. I'm so much better than okay. I, yes, I'm, first of all, thrilled to be here and so honored, Pamela, that you had us on this podcast. I really, really enjoy No One Is Okay. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank
0: you. I'm honored to have you guys. Yeah.
2: Better than okay. Better than okay. Doing, doing, doing. Pretty well, mm. I'll say.
0: <laughs> Love to see it. What about you, Matt? Um. Huh. Oh no. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> uh
1: I'm not okay. I'm kind of like in the middle. Mm. Um, because uh, I spoke to Claire about it. Claire and I have, you know, been very open with each other. You know, through COVID times about things that we were dealing with because um, I, I had a grandfather pass away uh, at the mm. beginning of um, the of season two production
0: yeah I'm sorry Matt.
1: Um, thank you it, it was a good I say it was a good death he had been suffering for way too long so mm. it, was, it was it was like I, you hate to say that a death a death is necessary but really his, his it was too, he was in too much pain
2: the quality um, of life wasn't there
1: the quality yeah the quality of life was not there anymore so you know but because um, like I did it recently I'm still coming off I was great I was. Uh, able to do, a, recently do a production in Connecticut of uh, a Shakespeare play. And <laughs> last week, the beginning of last week, Claire and I were talking and I was like, we setting up the recordings and I was like, I am in a post-show depression. Yeah. <laughs> it's Big hard time.
0: to pull out of that. It's really hard.
1: And, I, 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 and, and Claire and I talked about it. it's because also as artists, we haven't, um, we haven't been able to do anything mm-hmm. really. If you're, if you're a stage performer, you haven't been able to do anything for, for sure. Or over a year,
2: More and there like- is nothing like that experience of be of performing live theater. There truly isn't. There's nothing else like that in the world. So,
1: so yeah. So that's why I like. I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm better this week. Um, I'm pulling myself out of my post show depression. Um, better mm-hmm. this week. I'm trying to make some changes in terms of, uh, jobs and things like that. Cause um, so that's where I'm like I'm in the middle ground.
0: good answer thorough answer love that amazing where can our listeners follow you I mean I know that you guys are going to share this episode with you guys so you guys are already here you know but for the Mm -hmm. listeners of no one's okay that are meeting Matt and Claire for the first time where can they follow you
1: uh well for agents Mm -hmm. we'll start with that for agency classified um we are on exclusively on Instagram Um, unfortunately, Claire and I both agreed we will never be on Twitter, which never, but we, we agreed. We will not
0: be. (laughs) I, Um. I, I'm with you on that.
1: So we are exclusively on Instagram. We do have a Facebook page, but uh, you know a lot of people follow us through Instagram. So we, fo- we put most of our stuff through Instagram.
0: Nice. Um,
1: we have an email. So if you want more information, we put, put, put it at the end of all of our episodes. So if you have questions about the characters or anything like that, we are agencyclassifiedpodcast at gmail.com. I'll
0: also be sure to put all this information in the description box below. So mm. be sure to visit. We're in the box below. In the what? box.
1: In below. the box. Um, but those—that's our agent stuff. For me, I'm on Instagram as I never remember my handle, but I think it's this. Um,
0: <laughs> Should I look it up right now? <laughs>
1: I, it, it's. I think I know it. I know. I think it's Matt Dot Mancuso One. I'm That's, there's
2: a one in there that there sounds is about one. right need to check do we need to check this this moment <laughs> you you can't just you can't just guesstimate He's on like, what you're what I think maybe look up someone named <laughs> As,
0: matt I,
2: I can't remember <laughs> start where. typing in matt mancuso and see what you get yeah, yeah. all the dice people
0: way to handle that claire <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm That's gonna, why she's my partner. I'm going <laughs> to publicly <laughs> shame you. No, I'm sorry. No, the, the people want to know where you are, Matt. They want people to know. want to know. They will. They absolutely will. Yep. Uh, and in that case, I'll just skip. Uh, I am also on Instagram. And I my Instagram is at Claire, C-L-A-I-R-E, please don't forget that e please and b-u-c-h numeral five claire book five at uh, uh claire book five on instagram and, and
1: that's it Here, that's what I, you want to you want to hear a funny story of what my first nickname for claire was what because it's still on my phone what was it it's still on my phone um i don't know why i don't know how this came up It came up during Dessa. I have no idea why it came up. Yeah, I don't know. But for for I think like the the last few weeks of the run, I started calling Claire Bucky. (laughs)
2: I love it. Yes, Bucky. That's
1: cute. Because her last name was Buckykiani, and I don't know why, but I was just like, okay, Bucky. That's what's gonna be Bucky. So I was like, (laughs) all right. I love that. Awesome, because one of my favorite characters in the MCU is Bucky Barnes. So
0: fabulous you You guys if you haven't checked out agency classified please do it's so much fun you'll it's it's such a treat and we're all in it claire does so many voices and they (laughs) are spectacular to listen to i literally am sitting there i'm like oh my god is this claire again she completely changed her voice it's amazing we're we're all in it we're having a blast and you know podcasting is very powerful and listening to a fiction podcast that is comedy is such a joy especially at this time and just thank you for doing what you do and thank you for letting me be a part of
2: it thank you pam thank you seriously thank thank you for
1: your work on agents so i know everyone here knows pam as the um moderator and creator of no one's okay um but seriously this girl kills it Every yeah and this oh, yeah. it's my turn i'm gonna he, just
0: hide um, behind the microphone inez is the
2: is the perfect foil to sydney and i always feel bad because we i have to be so mean to you i have Pamela. to be so mean and, to you <laughs> when i just i have nothing but love and respect and absolute adoration for you I have but it's such it, a girl crush on you I, but i, I mean, have to be saying, so hey. mean to you <laughs> I'll never get over the fact that you were in Practical Magic. I'll never get over it. Oh, boy. It's my favorite movie. So that and Hocus Pocus. There's a theme. But you are so incredible. You know what? It's funny that
1: she says that because I did tell her one of her notes in season one you know exactly what I'm talking about in hungover.
2: Oh, yeah. It's so
1: funny. <laughs> it's so funny. And this is one last thing cuz I know we got to wrap up. But um wrap funny- up Matt. Wrap up wrap up. Um cuz one of the notes that I gave Claire as from the director when we were recording the episode, there was an episode in season 1 called Hungover. That was basically me telling Claire, I'm giving you beca- this because I love you and I want you to go nuts. Um and I said to her she was talking about a paper plate. <laughs> that had pizza stains on it. And Amazing. I said, "Hold the paper plate up it, as if like, you know, if she were in the unemployment office, hold the paper plate up and basically say it like you're casting a spell."
0: Yes. <laughs> to which I did.
1: <laughs> oh, she did. So if you go back to season 1 and li- listen to everything before hungover, but when you get to hungover, which I believe is episode uh 4. 4 cuz Althea's birthday is episode 3 um god i can't remember i'm still remembering all this
0: good <laughs> so, memory I,
1: I don't know how <laughs> but episode four hungover it is basically a tour de force for claire in terms of acting
0: <laughs> or other tour de force
1: for sound editing happened at the end of <laughs> it's amazing also true.
0: amazing thank you so much for joining me you guys today Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you so much. This was amazing. Uh, You guys really brought it. You guys are so much fun. You're doing some amazing things, and you're such a pleasure to work with. It was such a joy to have you on. Thank you.
1: Thank you. We're happy to be here.
2: Honored. Honored to be here. Honored. Yeah, yeah, that's better. That was a better bird. Better bird. Oh, okay, sure. We're doing a <laughs> dance party. We're dance.
0: Parties. We're gonna do a dance party right now. All right, everyone. Adri- <laughs> <laughs> we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Uh, bye. This podcast was produced by Jason Crow and me. Pamela Portnoy with music by Jordan Ross Weinhold. You can follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at no one's okay. And please don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. We love kind reviews. No one's okay is also on YouTube. So if you want to see our faces, please subscribe to our channel. An extra special thank you goes out to Sean Moore claire palmer jackson palmer tiffany haimoff and alexa marie anderson this podcast was recorded at SoundWorks studios thank you so much for listening see you next time